0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.
1: This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet it's your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him!
0: Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Oh, hello! I'm anxiety! I'm one of Riley's new emotions!
1: Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2.
0: There's a part two? We're going!
1: Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only Beaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.
0: Shout out to my sinners. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode. Of the Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm your host, Shane Tolt. Thank you for joining me on a podcast where I talk to other lead singers about what it's like to front a band. And today we have a great episode, um, maybe my favorite one, and I've said it before, uh, but this show I think it keeps getting better. I think this show keeps growing. I think I'm getting better. Finding my sea legs a little bit, 69 episodes in. That's right, 69, baby, 69 episodes. And today we have an amazing episode with my friend Danny Worsnop of Asking Alexandria, who, you know, Asking Alexandria, metal band. He was also singing for a band called We Are Harlot, also another, you know, heavy metal band. Well, now Danny decided to start a country band, a solo country project uh, under his namesake. And that's what he's doing now, and it was just released. And the record is actually pretty cool. Uh, You talk about out of left field with that one. So it was super interesting to get his take on not just asking Alexandria and the career he's had there, where he left the band and now he's back, but also where the hell he came up with the idea to start a solo country career. Very, very interesting stuff. Before we get into that, Uh, If you want to get in touch with me, of course, please. I love hearing feedback, whether it's you have suggestions for upcoming guests, whether you have a question for me, maybe you just want to, you know, tell me I'm doing a great job. Absolutely. You can get in touch with me. We're on all the social medias. We got a Twitter. It's at LeadSingerSyn. We got SYN. We got a Instagram account at LeadSingerSyndrome. And of course, we have old fashioned email, which is LeadSingerSyndrome at gmail.com. Calm. Now, this show will always be free. You don't have to worry about that. No matter what, I'll be doing this once a week, uh, forever. I, this show will never stop. I will be 85 years old, and I, will still, I won't run out, ever run out of lead singers. They will still be there. <laughs> but the show will always be free. However, for some people, maybe one episode a week is not enough. And just for you guys, the super fans of the show, we have started the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club How it works is you can pledge some money to the show, help us keep the lights on, help us pay for some of the expenses, as little as $6 a month, and you get access to bonus content, bonus episodes, merchandise, you get stuff sent to your house if you want to, and the coolest part, I think, in my opinion, is the interaction we have with some of the other sinners Uh, on the Facebook page, which is really, really cool. We have a great group there. It's a real a lot of love there and shout out to everybody on there. Uh, We're we're even planning to have like a retreat at one of the guy's houses in Texas. Like this is something that really means a lot to people and it's really, really cool. So again, shout out to my sinners already in the club. I know you're listening, but if you want to join something cool, something special, you meet some people. And of course I'm on there. I'm doing Q and A's once a month, I'm on there interacting with people all the time. It really, really is a cool thing. So I won't talk any more about it. Just please, if you're interested at all, and just want to help out the show, you want to help this thing grow, check it out. It is leadsingersyndrome.com/slash/all-access. Also, I have some big news. My solo project, River Oaks, is going back on tour. I did a tour back in December, just five shows on the East Coast. It was so much fun. I had such a blast. I mean, playing by myself is a very different experience for me. But I had so much fun doing that that I decided to book five more shows, this time on the West Coast. Uh, well, kind of the West Coast. I start in Chicago, then I do Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Anaheim, and San Diego. So some California, Las Vegas, and Chicago. So please, if you live in those areas, check it out. Revokesmusic.com. I'll be playing a boatload of Silverstein songs, Acoustic. I'll play all the River Oaks songs that exist. I'll be doing some cover songs. And I also have Mr. JT Woodruff of Hawthorne Heights opening up for me. So that is pretty cool too. So it's going to be a great night, a great evening. Uh, Tickets are only like 13 bucks. There's also VIP and all that stuff. So again, that link is riveroaksmusic.com. So let's jump in to this week's episode with, seriously, one of my favorite people. The always candid, extremely honest mister Danny Warsnop of Asking Alexandria. Dude, I'm doing very well, man. It's been a long time since I talked to you.
2: Yes. Uh I think last time we were in Australia.
0: I think it might have been. No, actually, you know what? The last time I saw you was at the APMA's.
2: Yes, that's right.
0: Uh at like the after-party bar. Uh mm-hmm. I'm surprised I'm surprised you remember. I'm surprised I remember. We were both uh, in LA. <laughs> yeah. As uh as people may or may not know, uh You've been a guy that's been known to put put back a couple uh, a couple drinks.
2: That is true. That yeah. is there's a, there's a rumor that there's a rumor.
0: <laughs> and how's that going for you now? Are you still? I mean, you're so busy. Do you have time to drink?
2: No, no. I've uh, I've stopped. Um, I figured with how busy I am, that just it was really taken away from uh, the time I could spend putting into work. Right. And. Um, right. Yeah, it was just consuming so much of me, and I think a lot of it was for the wrong reasons. And now I've been able to put that stuff behind me. Yep. It's, uh, I feel, I feel like I owe it to myself to kind of put the time in and really focus on kind of what I'm here to do.
0: Absolutely, man. And what you're here to do, apparently, is to make a lot of music.
2: Yeah, seriously, a lot of music, dude.
0: Um, well, congrats on the solo country record. Which, Thank you. Uh, which comes out or is just came out, didn't it?
2: Yeah, just came out two days ago.
0: Perfect. Um, that is just. I mean, you talk about out of left field. I mean, um, I'm sure friends of yours, people that know you, um, you know, grew up with you. They know you must have ha- have a deep love for that yeah. style of music. However, to the casual, you know, um, Harlot or Asking Alexandria fan, they must have been like, dude, what the fuck.
2: Yeah, it really, I don't think many people saw it coming no, outside of uh, no way. my inner circle. But yeah, uh, yeah it's it's gone really good. Um, it debuted at number one in the UK, number 10 in the US. Um, number
0: one in the UK. Dude, congratulations.
2: Yeah. Thank you. And then, uh, I mean, it charted tra- it tra- it tra- it tra- it in some other places, but I'm still waiting on the uh, on the actual numbers to come in. But yeah, it was an incredible first day. Um, obviously, first week's going to be the, the actual call to see like where it sticks in the chart, but For the debut, there was, but I had people calling me at seven a.m. in the morning to tell me, and um, I mean, I I literally just landed a few hours prior from um, my European press junket, so I was jet lagged and like finally getting some sleep, and then at seven a.m. everyone's calling me, but I mean, I that champagne problems, I can't exactly be too mad about them calling me to tell me I've got a number one album.
0: Did you have any idea that it was going to be this successful? Because it seems more like a passion project. It seems more yeah, like, I, I like no, something... I, I have no idea at all. Like, you know what I mean by passion project? Like something that you just... Yeah. Hey, I have to get this off my chest. I'll do this record. It'll be something I'm passionate about. And then I'll go back to playing heavy metal. Um, well... You know what I, I mean, mean?
2: As soon as as soon as soon I started this record, it really was finding myself. And I mean, it, it definitely became instantly that this is it for me. I mean, obviously, I'm still doing... Um, I mean, we're working on another Ask an Alexander album. We're working on the album both right now. Um... But this is definitely my uh, my calling, I think. And I mean, I, I had no idea it was gonna it was gonna have that much of an impact right away. But I mean, it was the most incredible feeling.
0: That's unbelievable. Congratulations on that. I mean, there must be man. I mean, there must be a fear, um, probably not really from you, but definitely a fear from fans of yeah of your more you know your heavy music that you make. And probably even your bandmates in those other two bands too, being like, "Oh shit, is Danny gonna?" I mean, you bailed before. Like, is it gonna happen again? Is it gonna happen again now? Um, because no. of the success? No. I um, mean, it's 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 got to be. It. I mean, maybe no one would actually. Well, fans would go out and say it. Maybe your band members wouldn't say it, but there's got to be somewhat of a fear there. Am I am I completely wrong? I mean, I think I think in the hall it's
2: like it's a big likelihood, and I've—I mean, I've spoken to them a lot of times. I try and keep them as really short as possible.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, and then in, in the asking camp, I think I think we've grown so much since I left the band that even going into this, like they, like when they called me to ask me if I'd do it, it was while wow, my record's done and I'm promoting my record and the whole record, so they knew exactly yeah. what was happening. Right. But Fair I think right. we've reached a point in that band in the career where. Um, we don't have to tour all the time and they don't want to tour all the time. I mean, Ben's a father now. Yeah. So he wants to see his daughter grow up. Um, Cameron just bought a house with his girls. So, I mean, they, they obviously want to enjoy that and make a home and start a family. Um, James just got engaged. So, I mean, he's in that same, so they're, they're not wanting to tour all year round. So this is, it was kind of the perfect situation for everyone. Whereas, we do a couple asking tours, put out an album every couple of years and that's it. We don't have to do anything else because the band, the band's doing well enough and the revenue is coming in and then everyone has time to do their things. Um, I mean, in the Harlot world, we're about 10 songs into the record. Uh, It's coming out great. So hopefully that coming out is enough for, for them to, to kind of know that I'm still invested and that's still something that I, because Harlot was originally my solo project.
0: Right. Yeah,
2: oh, I mean that just as much as anything else. I mean that's my baby. So I mean I'm not I'm not under uh, uh, any idea of walking away from that anytime soon.
0: Wow, man, no, that's that is cool. I mean it is really cool. Um, now, I know you're what are you 26 now? You're still yeah. relatively young um, for a guy that's that's had pretty much a full career with asking and now you know moving on to other things. Um, what what was the reason? Or the departure, um, really, from asking. I mean, what what really was it where you were just like, I gotta, I just have to leave this, and I have to do something else. It was it was
2: just a it was a toxic environment. I mean, it was it was fighting every day between everyone in the band, and it wasn't just verbal; it was fist fights every single day. Wow. And I mean, mixing that with going through a, a terrible drug problem and um i mean a whole host of other things i was going through at the time it was just really just one thing on top of another and then i mean they they wanted to create this album that just really rubbed me the wrong way and i knew that they didn't really want to make it they just felt like they had to and that right. was just the str- camels back and i was yeah. just like no not i've gone my entire career making music that i love and doing the music that I want to make, and I'm not gonna, I'm not just gonna turn around on that now, and I just, I, just, I had to walk away, I mean, I've, yeah. since talk, since talking to Ben about it, since, I mean, he, um, he was telling me, he's like, the second I saw your name pop up on the phone, I knew exactly what that phone call was gonna be, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, did you, I mean, I know, you know, you talked about Ben as being, you know, your best friend, and you know, and I, I know you guys, you lived at your parents' house. You guys started this band together. You went on this journey together. Um, how hard was that to walk away from him? I mean, when you left, I mean that—not even just at as that, a bandmate, but at as that a point, friend. I
2: was so I was so broken, and we were so distant. It was really at that point it what was, it wasn't anything to it. It was yeah. It, it was just something that had to happen, and I didn't even think twice. Yeah. It was it, it was that or probably die.
0: Man, that's intense. But I mean, obviously now you've repaired it you're back yeah. Um, yeah, and, I mean what well, I mean what's if you say that you really mean if, and I I mean I not saying you don't mean what you just said but to go back there must have been a radical 180 change in your oh, mentality in your um, you know you talk about drugs I mean your drug use other people's drug use I mean there must have been when you say all right fine you know what Ben I'm back But these are. This is the way it's got to be because I don't want to go down that same rabbit hole, and I don't want us to end up the same way we were. You must have had that is is exactly
2: how. Yep, that's exactly how it went. And I mean, I I went in with terms, and it was. Um. I mean, I have I have my own bus so that I can get away. I mean, just outside of the the world of intoxicants and being locked in a bus with people for. 30 plus days in a row i have so much going on business wise that i need space to sit and work that because i mean this stuff doesn't run itself um so it was that and i mean i it was it was if if anyone or anyone's guests have drugs around nowhere near danny yeah um and I mean, everyone's, everyone's grown up to a great a great degree, and I mean, it's no one's like, getting drunk and going crazy before shows. We're very much treating it as a profession, um, yeah. because I mean, this this doesn't last. Um, I mean, it's it, it, it's great for those people who are still out playing shows in the 60s and 70s, but not everyone's Keith Richards and not everyone's Mick Jagger. <laughs> and we have, to, we have to acknowledge that the chances are this is we've, we don't have forever in this business, so we've got to make it worth it while we're here. I mean, since then, obviously, I've stopped drinking. Um, Ben's pretty much stopped drinking now. Uh, I mean, we're, it's, it's a very different environment now in, asking, in the Ask Alexandria world.
0: That's great. Well, I, I mean, you probably go through a big change in your life between, I mean, when you guys started the band, what were you, 20? Not even?
2: No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, we we were well on our way to um, the first gold single when I was 18. 18, yeah, ju- yeah. I just turned 18. Just turned 18. And no one should be throwing that kind, of, um, that kind of attention and that kind of money at that young of an age. It's just, it's a recipe for disaster. Everyone wonders why all these, like, that child stars in Hollywood go crazy. I mean, I was on a very, very small uh, percentage of the kind of money and attention they're thrown, and I lost my mind. I can I cannot even imagine what it's like for them. It's you, you're not mentally mature enough or capable of dealing with it at that age.
0: No, no. well, I mean, I've se- <laughs> when you talk about Australia too, I'll, I'll never forget. Man, we were at Soundwave tour, which um, is yeah a, is an Australian festival tour. Just for people listening that that don't um that don't know. And since the uh, the distances in Australia are so far apart, you have to fly between the shows. So everyone, all the bands yeah. stay in, in a hotel, pretty much usually the same hotel. And then in the morning you get up and you go to the airport and you fly, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, but I remember we had a, a night drinking. Uh, I, I don't. Know. It's all, it's a little foggy that part. But we were out, out drinking. You, a couple other guys, and I like couldn't keep up with you, and I had to go to bed. <laughs> and the next day, we're walking through the airport, and I'm pretty hungover, and I hear my name, a, a lovely, lovely English accent calling my name, and I look over, <laughs> and there you are sitting in, like, a sushi restaurant, yep. drinking a beer at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, I <never laughs> And, you, had. and never. you hadn't stopped. You hadn't stopped all night.
2: No, I, I, remember, I remember that night. So here's what you missed out on that evening. This is <laughs> one of the great... <laughs> There are there are pictures of this somewhere, and the uh, the editor of Metal Hammer has these, but he will not release them, and he will not give them to me. Um, so we ended up with this like weird after party nightclub thing, and it's it was uh, it ended up at the end of the night being me, the editor, Crang, Sid Glava from Heaven's Basement, and Ville from him. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, on the dance floor. Uh he's just pouring Jägermeisters down me. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then I black I black out and I hear I hear the next day and see pictures on people's phones of me and Ville hoisting a midget above our heads and just running out of the door. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we had no idea who this was. We just saw we just saw a small person grabbed them, <laughs> oh hoisted goodness. them up into the air and ran. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah oh boy pictures of it somewhere and they will not be released to me
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you know i always i always got along great with you i always loved seeing you around um because you're like you're always in a good mood (laughs) like you're always drinking and you're always happy and you're always like you know I, i never saw the danny the 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 like drinking i mean drinking problem is a whole different thing but I never yeah. saw you do anything stupid, really. Well, maybe that. I never saw you do anything destructive. Um, yeah. Is that accurate? Well, think- is that accurate, or or did you have kind of a dark side when you when you would get fucked?
2: Oh up? no, there was there was definitely there was definitely a dark side, but it's it's it was almost like a schizophrenia in a way where it was it would it would come and it'd be there for like thirty minutes and I'd be fine, or right. it, but a lot a lot of it, and I mean a lot of the part, you know, over the years, it was done to just mask. Problems underneath. So it was. I was the life of the party, and everything was great. Yeah. But on the inside, I was just like, I don't want to fucking be here. And it wasn't even just the party. Like I did not want to be around at all. Um, I mean, the, the amount of times that I've kind of sat and reasoned with myself, or um, kind of tried to even talk myself into staying in the business, is insane. There was so many times. Where, I mean, there was one point. Where I was looking into faking my death and disappearing. Because I was like, I don't want do to, like, to laugh. I just want to get the fuck serious.
0: out. I'm laughing like, at and and this, serious house, and I'm this sorry. house
2: in fucking Man. Africa and shit. I was just going to disappear and move to Africa. Set up like an offshore bank account that my royalty checks go to and just fucking vanish.
0: So, why did you feel so. Like, I mean, you're obviously doing a lot better now, but what was this stemming from? Like, did you have. Did you have therapy? Did you. Was it a, a like a you know is it a, a dep- like just a depression like a you know where you just need medication like what it is was, going on? It was what, what was going on it
2: was it was the writing of this record that got me that kind of took me out to the other side where it was i wrote this with no intention of anyone ever hearing it of no intention of it being released it was um it was purely a way of me talking about the things i was going through and the things i'd been through cuz i wouldn't talk about them with anyone i i'm so closed off yeah uh, and then, like after something's in the past, I can talk about it just fine. Right. But like if I'm like actually going through it, uh, there's there's no you'll no one will get anything out of me. So I knew that I had to get rid of this stuff, like all this weight on me. So I I started writing, and I just wrote these songs. And as I was like tracking them in, my producer was just I mean he was he sat me down and was like, you can't write songs like this and keep them to yourself like you have to share this with the world like right. this is amazing these are amazing songs and you can't just you can't just hold on to them like you've got to you've got to let them out so i mean we took that and ran with it and by the end i'd i had an album that is the thing i'm most proud of that i've ever done in my life and yeah. i managed to shed all of this baggage and move forward and kind of get a new lease on life and be able to forgive myself for things and forgive other people for things and just really put everything in the view and start fresh.
0: And I got to ask you, I mean, this is the Lead Singer Syndrome podcast, Uh, your voice. I mean, damn, dude, like a lot of people (laughs) are going to be a lot of people are going to be like, where the fuck did you learn to sing like that? I mean, the performance in the record, I just listened to the whole thing. And it's I mean, it's tremendous. Um, Was that a different approach for you? Obviously, in the studio, but even just. Writing like that? Like, like how was how that whole thing?
2: Writing was the same as they always work. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff, even the heavy stuff I write originally, just sing it and then just move the, move the melody or the cadence wherever it needs to be. Um, in terms of recording the album, it was something I'd never done before but always wanted to work, pretty much the entire album live. we um, recorded oh, really? through an amazing... Yeah, it recorded through an amazing analog Neve at my um, producer Jim Coffin's place, and really just made it so raw. And there are so many bum notes, and I love that. And it sounded like a person went in and sang that record. And, like it's everything isn't perfect, but everything isn't supposed to be.
0: Well, no, Music and, and, and you know it's funny, to be man. Human. I'll be completely honest. I listened to the the first track. No, actually, no, it wasn't the first track. It was the first single that, I, that one of the singles I heard, and it starts with a guitar, like an acoustic guitar riff. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure there's like a mistake in the in the riff. Yeah, and the I, first I, note on the album is wrong. The and, first note I sing <laughs> on the entire album is wrong. I didn't notice <laughs> the vocals to me sounded really sounded really good. I didn't notice the, the mistakes in the vocals, but I noticed that guitar jumped out at me, and I was like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "That's pretty ballsy, man." To yeah. obviously, like this day and age, you can everything can be perfect. That's yeah. not a challenge anymore. Like, like you know what I mean. We're not kids it's, making yeah, a demo it's, in our it's basement. Almost, it's almost now like
2: near impossible to find a record with flaws on it. But I think it makes <laughs> yeah. it makes everything so. I think that's why I'm so drawn to all these um, more heritage acts and like old records because there's flaws in them, and that's like that's where the songs get their soul.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah the, the very first note I sing on the album's flat, and and I, like when I got the masters back, my producer was like, "Dude, we should we should probably redo that." I was like, "No." <laughs> no, that that same being wrong sets the tone for this entire thing.
0: There you go. Man, that's cool. That's really cool. I really really like that. And um, I mean, ha- I, I kind of touched on it earlier, but obviously this is very new. The records just come out. People knew about the project for a while. Has there been some serious serious shit talking uh, from the metal, not, like the metal fans, not, or has it been? Like, no. Has everyone been friendly?
2: No, it's, it's, there's more shit talking from, like, just dummies who talk shit to talk shit. For, to, to be honest, a lot of the, the metal fans and the people who I thought would jump all over this, like, they've been the most accepting. They're, they're like, huh, he's really, like, showing some diversity and, like, yeah. be, like really kind of exploring shit. We respect that. My, my favorite review of this album so far probably will be of all time. It was either Lamgo or Metal Sucks, who have never said a nice thing about me ever. Right. Um, they, they, the, the end of the uh, of the article just said, Danny Walstonup might not be horrible at this country music thing, and that's like the most <laughs> amazing thing ever. That's the nicest thing they've ever said.
0: I know. Actually, yeah. Especially Lamgo. I mean, they're fucking ruthless. Yeah, that's on there. like the Grammy of Lamgo. <laughs> Incredible, man. Well, fuck. That is just so good. I like. I know I keep saying it over and over again, but I'm really, really, really. I think that's rad, and you know, I've always been, I've always been a fan of yours. Uh, you know, more as a person than anything else. So it's really, really good to see you doing doing uh, so well. Um, I appreciate uh, that. Let's talk a little bit about ju- how you got into all this thing, this this whole yeah. thing. Being 18 years old, being pretty much on a tour bus almost immediately in the U.S. You guys had success very quickly. Um, yeah. having the pretty much everything you wanted, being that young, and just going crazy. Now, I want you to take me up in your life to where you got to that point, and like, how was your upbringing with your family? Um, is your family still important? Uh, sorry, is your family still is your family still supportive of everything you're doing? Where is everything stemming from? I just want to really get well, the history.
2: Um, I started playing music when I was around three. And I started writing songs at that at that time. Also, um, there are still there's still files somewhere, of, like lyric sheets I'd written and songs I'd written with my age on them. I think the youngest one was three years old, um, <laughs> right. and it was basically a complete rip off of um, Earth Song by Michael Jackson. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, nice. if you're gonna start, if you're gonna start somewhere ripping someone off, Michael Jackson ain't bad place no, to start. No, that's a
0: very good place to start.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, I started yes. I play music at three and writing songs at three. Um, picked up the trumpet and the violin and then started playing a traveling orchestra when I was ten.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: And then um, graduated high school at sixteen and left home. Um, slept in a train station while I was in college. Uh, also studying music. Really? Not attend very much. I spent most of my time across the street in the graveyard smoking marijuana. Um but yeah, kinda and then after I think about seven or eight months, basically said, Screw this, I'm moving to America. Uh and any money I had screwed together, but got a plane ticket and Ben and I um landed in New Jersey and lived in a Walmart parking lot. And a
1: record
0: deal. That's insane man. That is absolutely crazy. Uh, you really seem like a guy that just like says, "Hey, uh, I'm going to do this thing," and you just do it. Yeah, um,
2: and I mean that's that's the only way I've ever been, and it's worked for me thus far. And I, I I I urge other people to do it as much as possible. Everyone overthinks everything, and I think they get in their own way by doing that. So mm-hmm. I feel more people should just if like if they want to do something, just do it. Don't don't sit and talk about it. Just go and do it. I mean, mm-hmm. I was sick of I was sick of Los Angeles, and I woke up.
0: Packed all things into the car and drove to Tennessee that day yeah. well hey I mean I, I really do respect that one of the reasons I enjoy doing this podcast so much is that I get to bring brand new music great music right into your ear holes and today I've got something super new and awesome a brand new band called best case super super new Hailing from Atlanta, Best Case could best be described as blending emo, pop punk, and alternative with a touch of nostalgia, but of course, I'm going to let you decide. Here is a clip from their debut single, Heavy Seas. could
1: compete with Some moments you a you, you
0: There it is. Great stuff. And check out the very emotional video for the song on YouTube as well. The whole album is out July 12th. Make sure you follow the band on whatever streaming service you use as well because you do not want to miss it. It's produced by Zach Odom and Kenneth Mount, Mayday Parade, and Cartel. And the band also features drummer Ben Cato, known for his work in his previous band, The Dangerous... Summer. We love them around here. So go check out Best Case. It's brand new. You heard it here first and thank me later. Head over to bestcase.band for links to everything or simply search for Best Case wherever you get your music.
1: earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and
0: in the end what will i become
1: senwa saga hellblade 2 play it now with game pass
0: um so you know you talk about being such a young musician and you know you have tapes and stuff what's your relationship with your parents like
2: uh we haven't spoken in quite a few years
0: so was that was that a fallout from your your just kind of your um what's the word spun being so spontaneous was that hard for them to handle?
2: Well, I mean, we were never particularly close, even when I was like a young young child. Yeah. Um. So I was always I was always very much um, a lone wolf and kind of away. Like I was separate. I was never. I was never in the family. I was. I was just kind of like I was there. Birthed me, yeah. and then I kind of I kind of took it from there um so i I became very I was always very independent from but i mean for as long as I can remember so when like after I, after I left England it was there was it was like just in a completely clean slate like my past was behind me future is ahead of me, and that's how it was
0: that's crazy man are you an American citizen now or how does that work? like
2: not yet I've got to convince uh miss Ross to marry me, but then, then i'll then I'll get it
0: <laughs> nice, that's great, man.
2: She's okay. She sat. She sat shaking her head. No, she's just. She's just a ticket to a passport. <laughs> oh, is she right there?
0: I'll yeah. Tell her I said hello. Tell her I said hello. That's terrific, uh, man. That's that's cool, man. You guys must just be celebrating everything. Um, yeah. When you when you um, left asking, and right. you had. No, a... I'm, not... I'm sorry. We celebrated
2: by cooking a steak and watching a movie at home. Life got really different when I stopped drinking and doing drugs.
0: <laughs> right, no, fuck. I mean, that's great. I mean, why not, right? What movie
2: yeah. is it? Uh, I don't know what we watched. <laughs> I don't know. Probably some horror movies. Like, see, we've got this weird dynamic where, uh, like, she sits and watches all these horror movies and stuff, and then I'm over like cleaning in the kitchen and stuff. Is it? Is it? Is an odd dynamic. There's a weird power shift in this relationship these days.
0: <laughs> no, that's because. You know, when you go on tour and everyone's like, cleaning it up after you, you know, and you're yeah. like this guy, you know, like, so now you come home, you know, you're, you're getting your time in. I mean, it was like yeah. the same thing for many years with it, uh, with, with uh, a girl I was with, too. I did all the cooking, yeah. all the cleaning, and I had no problem with that. That was fine with me. Yeah, I
2: mean, I think it's more than anything, it's just I've never had this. Like, my home life, even in the past, was always, it was based around... Getting fucked up. So, mm-hmm. like, being kind of relaxed and fully in a relationship now, it's like I've never I've never really had this, so I just dive in completely.
0: That's terrific, man. That's really, really terrific. Um, so I, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, asking, and I know when you left the band, yep. you, you kind of yep. already explained it, but, and I know you were so over it, and you were so, like, there wasn't even a second thought, I'm gone. But how was it seeing... A guy replace you, singing your songs, singing your words. Was that weird for you? Um, and do you have a new re- 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 relationship with Dennis?
2: I think uh, replace was a is, a is a strong word. He was just keeping my seat warm. Um, <laughs> I, I think honestly, like I, I don't know the kid, so I've I have no opinion on him as a person. Um, I mean, when when people start telling me stories and like and stuff, my response is usually like, I don't want to know. I don't care. Like it's, that's none of my business. Um, he, I've, I've, I met the kid one time on a on a tour in Russia, and he got a picture with me outside a hotel. Like that's the extent of my knowledge of him. Um, I mean, it, what it was—the only weird thing was—and this was like, it was like almost a legal thing. He was lip syncing over my stuff for a minute, and. Oh. I, that obviously did not rub me or my lawyers the right way. And they jumped on it before I did. They were like, hey, just so you know, we sent him a cease and assist because uh, he's lip syncing all your stuff. Like I'd never, I hadn't seen them or heard them with him. So it was at, at the time I was just like, yeah, just make sure he's not using my stuff. And then I don't care.
0: Oh, my God. So, you're, so your recordings that you'd made previously, they were using the tracks and he was lip syncing over it. So it was your voice coming through the PA from the record or whatever.
2: Uh, in the in the beginning, yeah, and then I believe he went in and tracked some to the lip sync to after that. But I, that's 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 hearsay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the extent of the truth of that. But
0: wow, that's well, hey, that's co- that's something, man. That's yeah, that's crazy. Well, I'm sure you're. I'm sure Ben knows. Um. I'm, sure, I'm sure. he
2: does. <laughs> all, all I know is I ain't never lip sync a thing in
0: my life. <laughs> no, that's crazy, man. No, I mean, there is like backing tracks and all that shit. and we. we See the thing about that—that I like about this podcast, I like about this show—is the amount of truth that we 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 spill, and I I like you because you always you've always been honest. Um, Yeah. So that's an important thing. But I mean, how do you feel about bands using backing tracks? Like, I mean, is that something that you've done? Is that something that you are against now? Is it something that your opinions changed over the years? I mean.
2: I don't, I don't like when bands do it. I get if they do like there, there are just people who cannot do what they do in the studio. And I think it's easy to look back and say, well, back in the old days, like everyone was, everyone had to be amazing because there was no such things back in shit. No one was like, they weren't all amazing. Most oh. of them were terrible. We just only yeah. remember the amazing ones.
0: Yeah,
2: that's true. Um, so, I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, the, the, the percentage of good to bad is probably the same. Just now they have a way of hiding it. Yeah. Um, I mean that's fine, whatever. Like, it, without without them, the greats aren't aren't great. Uh, but um, I mean, I've I've never done it. I think I think one of our sound guys had like harmonies and stuff in the back of tracks before, which I don't like. But if they're gonna do it, like, don't double my voice or anything. I mean, I know a lot of people, especially in the like big arena world, yeah. They have, they have a double of their vocal line going at all times, and yeah. you know. It makes it sound huge, but there is a level of dishonesty to it. But then also, at the same time, it makes you be, you have to sing perfect. Because otherwise, you don't match up to your double. True. That's so, true. I mean, yeah. it, it does, at least that, like, comes with its own challenges, and you still have to be a good singer. Um, but yeah, the people who lip sync, they can go fuck themselves.
0: <laughs> Straight <laughs> up, At <man. Straight laughs> I think why
2: are you there. If you can't if you can't do it, why are people coming to why are people coming to watch you like not even do it?
0: Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. And like there's and like somebody like Bieber, I mean I know like Justin Bieber and I don't don't you know, I'll take him or leave him. I don't think he's terrible. I think he's got yeah. some good songs, it's fine. But um somebody like that, like the guy can sing, why doesn't he just do it? Just do it. Yeah. And if you're if you're not great, you're not great. But everybody that goes and sees the show knows he's not singing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, say, hey, yeah. I think I think at that point
2: it's more a theatrical performance than anything, right. and that's fine. Like if that's what people are going for, great. Right. But I mean, when people are going to, like see these rock bands and stuff, people ain't going for a theatrical show because there's no theatrical element to it. Not really. There's no, no. Dan- there's no dancers or stuff flying around. You're just, watching, you're just watching a dude hold a microphone. That's it.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, He's not doing anything with it. You're just watching a guy hold a microphone.
0: Absolutely, and that's the thing. And if you take that the human element out of it, if you take the you know, as we talked about earlier, the imperfections out of it, yeah. Then what's the point? It's real. It's a. It's like listening to the. It's like listening to the record in your room, just a lot louder. Yep. Exactly. A lot, with a lot more friends over. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, dude, your statement when you rejoined the band was kind of fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> and oh. and I, I
0: like, I like. First of all. I know you, and I know that you just kind of don't care, and yeah, you yeah. want to get a rise out of people, and you want people to talk about it. I assume. Um, what were some of the reactions that you heard about that? Like, like. Oh, it, was, it was hysterical. Like he's still I mean, like he's <laughs> lost his mind. Uh, I mean. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, or, or he <laughs> no, he's, he's still lost his mind.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean,
2: no, you're exactly right. I like getting to rise out people, like fucking people. And at the end of the day, I don't take, I mean, however serious I take my job, I don't take it very seriously at all. Right. Like, this entire world is a fucking joke to me. And there is so much... <laughs> Dumb shit going on. I just find I think it's hysterical to get people worked up about some dumb shit I said about something that doesn't matter. While there's so much like actual shit going on, and then I'm the thing that that they're talking about. It's just hysterical to me. It's just yeah, it, it's, it it really... it's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> you're right. I never really quite thought of oh, it like that, but you're right. <laughs> Is it true? I read somewhere that you either wrote a book. Like an autobiography, or you're working on it. Is this it's, true, it's, and is this ever going to see the light of day?
2: It's been in the works for a few years. I mean, obviously, during like my big old drug spiral, I wasn't doing much writing. Um, right. That got it, that got in the way of my drug time. Um, I mean, it's it's something I go I come back and forth on, and like add to here and there. One day it'll be a thing. I hope. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still probably a few years in the works yet. I mean, this is, every time, every time I think, okay, this is the point in my life where it's like, okay, the story up until this point, that's great, that'll do. It. And then, so as I think the day, I think that something batshit crazy will happen, like I'll right. rejoin, asking Alexandria or something, and then I'm like, fuck, well, this is a whole other chapter in the book. Like I can't, I can't end it here, so it just keeps going. Um, and no, then,
0: that's right. You're only 26.
2: Yeah. At at some point, I'll just, like, I'll get cobbled on something I won't be able to write anymore, so that'll be the end. And then I'll release it.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, a lot of people that do do books, like, you know, uh, a lot of it's not even really, like, them writing it themselves. They just do interviews, you know, with an author or whatever, and the author basically writes down the stories. Um,
2: or some, or, or, so, or some of them, and this is the, this is pulling back the curtain a little bit. Some of them aren't even fucking things. I know one person, and I'm not going to say his name because he'll probably sue me because he's that kind of fucking person. Who released <laughs> his book, and not one event in it is true. Nothing actually happened. He just told a ghostwriter to to make him look cool. So so a ghostwriter just sat and made shit up for like 500 pages.
0: That's crazy. Is that a, is it a success? It must be a successful guy.
2: Yep, very, very, very successful.
0: Wow. That's insane, man. That's that's like that's not cool. That's the thing, man. Like there's the old expression, don't believe everything you read. And it really yeah, like, don't like never, forget, <laughs> never forget never forget. <laughs> never forget that expression. Because it's true, man, how much shit is just Absolutely. out there that is absolute just there's not even just bullshit. Just bullshit. Yep.
2: And I, I I mean especially in press. Like ninety percent of it is bullshit or it's. I mean, and this is something that, I mean, we've all suffered from, i am sure, multiple times, where it's, they, they, there can be a quote, which is something you said, but they'll pick out like four or five words from the middle of something you said, right. that without everything else is a completely different statement. And, right. I mean, Impress, that's 99% of what they do. They just pick select words to make something look the way they want it to look.
0: Well, that's partly why I love... The podcast format because we can talk like we're probably been talking for about 35 minutes it's and it's unabridged like and you can go on and on and on and explain things and everyone's going to get the full story and they're going to hear things that they'd never heard before um and that's why i love this format but i mean the the worst people the worst culprits are press in the uk i mean
2: it's terrible yeah oh they they were exactly who i was referring to i had to say i had to send one a, a threat to take him to court a while back it's they're the worst
0: yeah, I mean, your success kind of came, I mean, early on came, it was America first. I mean, you guys yeah. you guys struck it big in America first, and the U.K. came much later. I, I assume you're probably still, I mean, at least asking, is still bigger in the U.S. than in the U.K. Is that true? I'm not
2: sure. I mean, it's obviously been, what, three years since I've been over to the U.K. with asking. Right. Um, I know, I know Harlot is bigger in the U.K. and Europe.
0: Yeah,
2: And I mean, we do good in the US, but UK and Europe, it was, it's, it was sellout shows every day. Right. Um, and asking always was bigger in the US until the end of my run with them that, um, it was pretty much equal. And pretty, then, I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, sure. see where, we'll see where it's at now. I mean, I, I leave for, for a European with them in like nine days. Oh, wow. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see where, the, where
0: it's at then. That's very cool. No that that should be uh, that should be a lot of fun. Um, what's going on? What's the the next plan with the uh, the country stuff? Uh, obviously, the record's doing great. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, you must have some plans to do some shows. Have you done a lot of Absolutely. shows at all, or, or or not yet? I've done I've done
2: uh, I've done three shows and then two install performances because I've been I've been so busy that yeah. I mean I haven't really had time to take it out and play. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm finishing up auditioning musicians right now. Uh, I'm going over to the UK and Europe in July. Uh, June, after I get back from this acting run, I'm doing a bunch of U.S. radio runs, just kind of promoting the single.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and then after that, I'm booking in, booking in tours. I'm going to take it out for the rest of the year outside. I mean, I've got a couple of movies I'm doing, but outside of that, I'm touring it for the rest of the year. I uh, I'm recording music videos nonstop right on the video for every song.
0: Cool. It's
2: great. Um yeah, I mean it's it's full on. I mean, I'm already starting work on the second one. Um going be going <laughs> wow. in and out going in and out of the studio starting recording in a couple of weeks.
0: That's crazy, man. That is absolutely <laughs> yeah. And then on so top awesome. of that,
2: on top of that, writing and recording the the new asking album, finishing up the holiday album. It's it's nonstop. Guess- I'm 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 trying to petition for some more hours added to each day. I'm going to need them.
0: Yeah. Can you can you hook that up? Like I, like 27 or 28 would be great. Yeah. Absolutely. And you still have – you still found time to, uh, you know, hang out with your girlfriend and eat a steak and watch a movie. So yeah, look at this most, guy, man. Look at this guy. He's yeah, doing it
2: all. I, I, yeah, I'm running on a hot three-hour sleep a night to get it all in. But right. I think I'll do it now while I can while my body bounces back.
0: That's right. And right. then –
2: Later on in life I can I can lay back and enjoy. Uh, I can smell the roses.
0: You're almost like making me want to quit drinking. Almost <laughs> making me because I know I'll have I'll more start, time. I'll still
2: I'll still have a glass of wine here and there, but yeah. It was just it was really soaking up so much in my day. Like there was a strong like eight or so hours dedicated to drinking every day.
0: No. And I mean...
2: it's like the amount of stuff I can get done in those eight hours is insane. Like that I'm I'm coming wonderful. out with a line of guitars and a tequila company and I mean I'm writing with some other people and like I can get that stuff done now. It's not just like I come up with a plan here and there. Like it's like in full swing now.
0: It's Fantastic, man. That's amazing. Your, your energy level's insane. I mean it's true that what they say though, like Joel Joel from Amity Affliction was on the show and you know, he was basically like I was either fucked up or hung over all the time. Yep. And, you know, and, um, you know, that's no way to live and no way to be productive. And now he's sober. Uh, congratulations to Joel. And, um, and he's, yeah, and he's the same thing. He's like, I got so much damn time in the day, you know, and, uh, you know, to be creative. And that's an amazing thing.
2: Yeah, no, it it really is. And I mean, I do, I will attribute, and this is a free endorsement. They don't even pay me for this. I will attribute a lot of my newfound energy to my new espresso, espresso machine, that I am currently drinking about eight of a day.
1: To keep- <laughs> <laughs> if, Perfect, it, if, anyone,
2: if anyone wants to figure out how to run eight businesses at once, buy an espresso machine, you'll be just fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you never know who's listening to this shit, man. You never know. Oh, dude, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I mean, fuck, I think we did it. Like, uh, It's awesome. just a little bit of a shorter uh, episode, but I don't have anything else to ask you because this is like action-packed. Oh yeah, I mean, we, keep, we, keep, we keep it quick, we keep it
2: full uh, full on and informative, get out all the pertinent information, a bunch of fun stories, and have a blast along the way.
0: Well you got lots of shit to do man, like you gotta get out of here, there's so much going on, have more espresso, I need a fucking coffee too man. No dude, uh, I'd love to do another um, another talk down the road, when you got more things to Absolutely. talk about, uh, yeah. well, before you go, what's the mo- you mentioned the movies, what's, uh, what are you, are you acting, what's going on with that? Yeah, yeah, I got into acting
2: a few years ago and I uh, fell in love with it. I have um, a movie called The Devil's Carnival 3, which uh, we'll be filming for at some point this year. Yeah. I'm still waiting for uh, information about that from the uh, director, Derek Bausman who's a genius. And um, then I have another one, which is currently going through re- uh, rewrites, which is my first lead role. Um, and I would say the title of it, but it's going through rewrites, so it may change.
0: Cool, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's great.
2: Um, but yeah, then reading for some reading for some new TV shows, and hopefully land one of those, and yeah, just add add another time
0: consuming thing to our
2: life until I slowly wither and die.
0: Insane man. I thought I had a busy life, and and this is just wild. <laughs> so, hey man, thanks again for your time. Uh, enjoy your day, and uh, all the best with uh, with everything coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Danny.
2: I right, a good talking, to you, buddy.
0: So there it is with Danny. I have to say, man, I just listened to that whole thing again. Uh, you know, I recorded a couple of weeks ago and I listened to it again. And there's actually things that I missed <laughs> when I was talking to him just because there's just so much information. And I don't know if he's talked about all this stuff so openly before, but it was pretty special interview and we knocked it out in like 45 minutes. And at the end, I was like, well, hey, what else am I going to even ask him? So really cool. Thanks so much to Danny for doing this. And um, you guys, I mean, I'm not a country music guy at all, by any means. I don't really know anything about country music, but Danny's record is pretty damn cool. So as always, I will leave you with a tune. I'll leave you with a country tune for the first time, I think, in Lead Singer Syndrome podcast history. Here it is, Danny Warsnop. I Got Bones, on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next week.
1: I come off to a flame, that neon light must have been calling our names. Cause here we are, drinking down doubles, drowning out the same kind of troubles that brought us here in the first place. We can take another hit play on the stakes, take me Disappear. I got oh so much to show ya We can take another now.